Hello, and welcome to The Third Act Saviors, a podcast where three friends watch a bad movie, talk about it, and try and rewrite the end to make it better. Er, you know, air quotes better. We'll see how it goes. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Third Act Saviors, guys. Hello. Oh yeah. This is Michael, and I'm joined today as with as ever by my two stalwart co-hosts, Daniel. Hi, everybody. And Jacob. Hello. But today, very specially enough, we are joined. Thank you. By an amazing guest. Everyone, give a hand from your homes and your cars and your vehicles to our guest, Karen. Hey, it's me. Karen Hernandez, right take your here, hands off the wheel. right now, everybody, Jesus. savor it. Jesus, take the wheel, because Karen's here. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, Karen. Hi. You and I are co-hosts on another podcast. Sure are. What's that podcast? That podcast name is Decades Podcast, and it's actually a podcast that we have with Jacob's mom. Oh. It was her idea. We watch a movie from early decades, starting from 1920, and we compare it to a current day movie, um, like from the 2010s i think yeah so we do double features every time that we um, get together for a podcast and then we just compare the themes in the two movies and we discuss issues about i don't know whatever issues come up in these movies and these movies are also scary movies so they're fun to watch and they're i don't know they're they're also kind of bad all the time <laughs> generally speaking <laughs> now tell me about the cocktails involved in this podcast oh my oh, god i forgot about the cocktails jacob's mom her name is deb Deb Kuykendall makes the best cocktails, and she yeah. spends, like, weeks figuring out the perfect recipe for these very strong, very <laughs> delicious cocktails. Well, welcome to Jackie! So I think that's, what, you know, that we, we get pretty, we get pretty uh, inebriated for those podcasts, and after we have a very strong cocktail, Jacob's mom and I typically have a glass of wine after while we're while we're recording, and Jacob has a beer, and I don't know, it's just a fun, drunk, scary movie watching time. What, what's an example of a recent episode? Yeah, what's 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 been like a favorite of yours? Oh, well, I loved the most recent one that we did, which was the Bad Seed from 1940. So, yeah, somewhere in there, I think. 1940 or 1950, compared with uh, what was the movie? Uh, the modern movie was Insidious. Yes, Insidious. Hell yeah, Insidious. <laughs> Where a demon's a clown and loves yeah. Tiny Tim. It's yeah, so goofy but so good. And entertaining. Um, so we compared the bad seed to Insidious, and uh, it was it was fun. I love the bad seed. I love the actress in the bad seed. So um, yeah, I don't know. It was just it was a good drink too. Jacob's mom made these um, uh, oatmeal cookies that were spherical, and they were rolled in to- in like black sesame seeds, and it was just delicious. Did they have booze on the inside? No, but they were served with the booze, so every oh. cocktail oh. yeah, every cocktail comes with this, like, accoutrement, like a theme. Like a pairing. Yeah, a pairing! Yeah. She makes a pairing with a it's fucking like, cocktail. It's like you went to a fancy-ass cocktail bar, 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's horror movie themed. Yes, and it's Jacob's mom who's a bartender, and she's very good at making drinks. The it's most true. terrifying person of all. Jacob's mom? Well, mm-hmm. if you ever need a guest, look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pointing at myself right now. <laughs> Michael, you're pointing at me, but I'm already co-host. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, and we we just talk about uh, we end up talking we end up talking a lot about um, gender issues, race issues. We talk about historical yeah. context in which these movies. Um, exist and uh, we end up just scratching our noggins all about these movies and the ideas that come with them. That's nice. Basically, the subtitle "Noggin Scratchers." Yes. Well, there's definitely we have some noggin scratchers today. Yeah. Uh, with our lovely movie that Karen thankfully chose flock for us. Thanks, Karen. I chose "Flock of Dudes" because I'm amongst a flock of dudes right now. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we basically are representative of the characters in this movie. Oh, yeah. No. I wouldn't be here yeah. if you guys were. Yeah. I'm whichever one of them makes the most money as a comedian. <laughs> Ray Liotta. Yeah, I'm Ray Liotta. Probably Hannibal Buress at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Goodbye. I'm only in the movie for thirty seconds. Bye yeah. everybody. Maybe Kimoyle Nagiani. The two yeah. people in the movie sure. at least. The, yeah, that are barely in it. Uh but is in Silicon Valley. Yeah, That's he's gotta, gotta be, be sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is a Jamba bank. Juice next to the movie set. It's I mean, no big deal. <laughs> I mean, Kumail is successful enough that he stopped doing his podcast. So, <gasps> oh really? He doesn't Indoor, do the X Files files. Indoor Kids is oh. uh, on the uh, on the sabbatical. Oh well, I assume because of whatever television shows Kumail's doing. See where his loyalty lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not with video games. Well, hmm. if Kumail's free, he'd be a guest on this podcast. Kumail, shout out. Yeah, or Kumail. There's an opening in the market. Time to make our video game podcast. Oh, Sorry, Third Act Saviors. wife. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Gordon, would you like to talk about Mass Effect 4? We're going to get it in March. <laughs> tweet at us. Tweet at us. Uh, but we watched Flock of Dudes, a movie from 2016. Wait, it was this year, right? Wait, wait. Everyone hold on. Yeah, yes, important, important news August. update. Yes, Jacob. Important news. Uh, Hella shout-outs to Mr. Big Ape Clock for giving us five-star review on oh, iTunes. yeah. iTunes. You, too, could get a shout-out on the podcast. Whoever that was. <laughs> Big Ape Clock. Shame your friends for not also writing reviews. Yeah. Also, Big Ape Clock. What could that mean? Don't know. You have to ask him. Or her. Large monkey timepiece. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just, yeah, a primate who has a nice Rolex collection. Yeah. For sure. I can only hope so. He probably has an iWatch. Apple Watch? Apple Watch. Yeah. Mm. Get with the times. Come on, Jacob. <laughs> do, do, do. A big one. Get it? Jokes? Nice. Swish? Nice. It means big ape sock, you idiot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. What happened in this movie? What happened in Flock of Dudes? Flock of Dudes. Back to the show. Uh, oh, hey, would you like me to synopsize this? Yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> you know, like we agreed on earlier. <laughs> the what now? Daniel said, let's get back to this. All right, flock of dudes. Mm. Picture this. Modern day. The hell-blasted deathscape of Los Angeles. We open on Chris Delia? Somebody help me Delia. with this name. Delia. He is a douchey guy with long, beautiful hair. He's name, really playing to his strengths in this his one. His awful hair is greasy. His character's name is Adam, and he has a bunch of guys he's friends with. Would you like to know some of their character names? I would love to. David, Please. the younger brother. Barrett, another friend. Howie, played by Brett Gelman. Mook, played by Eric Andre. Mook. Mook. Mm-hmm. Pussy Pop, played briefly by Hannibal Burris before he runs out of the scene and never comes back. <laughs> Camille Nagiani, whose character I can't remember at this moment. His right name now. is called Brown Guy. That's what they refer him to. They, all, oh. they call him Roe, though. Well, maybe just maybe just the subtitles called him Roe. Maybe. Okay. He's named Roe. I was getting him confused with Uncle Reed. Reed, later. 
There's a lot of R names. So, as you can see, there's several dudes. They're all friends, and the movie starts. The movie starts. Adam uh, is meeting his friends. They're like, come out. We're going to get super hammered like we do every night. And Adam's like, I can't get super hammered with you. I'm meeting my girlfriend's parents at a fancy restaurant. Can I just say, <laughs> just real quick... Like, I mean, I've been in this situation before where you're like, your bros are out, but you got, like, an important thing happening. Like right now. Uh, couldn't you just, like, normally in that situation, I don't go out with my bros, and I mm-hmm. instead, in whatever messaging system that we've communicated this outing, say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't come out tonight. Yeah. Michael, you're going to lose that girl to Mario Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens in this movie. It's, well, a, it's a constant fear. Well, he says that he'll go out, but only for three beers. But... He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> he gets on this, the beer cycle, which you can, they have the website printed on the side, so you can go check out this beer cycle and ride it around. I think they actually exist. Yeah. yeah. No, they absolutely exist. Yeah, I, I always them. get caught behind them in uh, Ballard. I'm like, these fucking <laughs> bar cycles. Get out of the way! I know you're having fun. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> how would that be fun? Uh, why would yeah. I want to exercise while I drink? Do you mm. like attention and getting drunk? Do this I? is for you. So, he gets really hammered. Uh, for some reason, the bar cycle rides up to the fancy restaurant where his girlfriend is meeting her parents. He's supposed to meet them, but now he's hammered. Uh, he finds out, oh, it's actually our anniversary. Oh, no, I'm too hammered. I do a bad job playing a drunk guy because I'm not a very good actor. He shows up at the bar cycle to where his girlfriend is meeting her parents, but he's totally shit-faced now. Uh, they're disappointed in him. She's disappointed in him, but she says, no, it's fine. You just go hang out with your friends. And then he does, but two years later, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two years later, the hellscape continues. Uh, he is finding his, his younger brother is now engaged to a beautiful lady, played by Hillary Duff, played by oh. Hillary Duff, Lizzie McGuire has herself. limited lines, but is in this movie. And none of them are about her best friend Howie or whatever. No. What's that character's name from Lizzie McGuire? Oh, um, <laughs> Dougie Hort. Um, Horace? Some weird name. Is Lizzie McGuire the same as Miley Cyrus? No. No, that's in premise. No. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Lizzie McGuire. Gordo! Gordo. Gordo. Shit. His name means fat in Spanish. Yeah, but he's so skinny in that show. He is not a delicious burrito that I would eat. He's an ironic Gordo. He's a Gordito. (laughs) Yeah. He's not even a Gordito. Is he a Gordita? No, no, he's, he's a, a boy. Flaca. He's a flaco. Yeah, he's the Flaca y la Gordo. No. Is that a character from Flaca? La Waka y la Flaca. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Flaca's guys... also from Orange is the New Black. Are you guys talking about Waka Flaca Flame? That is. No, but I do love that guy. He's cool. We're talking about Waka Gordo Flame. Wait, so what about the movie, though? I'm pretty oh. sure we're talking about a Final Fantasy character at this point. Yeah, Flaca. <laughs> Back on the rails, guys. Back on the rails. <laughs> hey, this is our podcast. We're going off the rails. <laughs> we own these rails. <laughs> I didn't tell you we were right. This podcast for four hours straight. <laughs> no one's been on these rails in eighty years. We died here two hours ago. <laughs> we'll save that for the prospector cast. Wait, yeah. So who's Gordo? <laughs> hey, so uh, it's two years later. Cut to two years later. His younger brother David is engaged to Hannah Montana. Lizzie he McGuire. feels disappointed about his friends. I'm not totally sure what sets this off. I guess just that his younger brother's engaged and now he feels bad about it. So he breaks up with his flock of dude friends. Uh, he goes to their apartment. Uh, Pussy Pop, played by Hannibal Burress, is there for five seconds. Um, they live all together in one big shitty house. He says, I'm breaking up with you, and to make sure this sticks, my younger brother, who I think is an attorney, 
Is that made clear? Yeah. We know that Hillary Duff's character is in law school, and we just have to assume that Skylar Aston's character is in law school, That too? is correct. He, he yeah. writes them a contract later on. He writes them yeah. a contract, but it is established earlier that she has just passed the bar. That's why we're at the celebration dinner. Mm-hmm. But that's ridiculous. Two lawyers never date each other. Yeah, no way. Yeah. It's really nasty when that happens. So meta. Can you imagine the arguments? <laughs> Well, Mama Mia, <laughs> who's doing the dishes? We'll have to look at the contract. Oh, that's why Jacob always does the dishes. Oh, Karen just sits there and hits me with rolling pin. I just sit there and eat chocolate all day. Bonbons. It's true though. No, no okay. Peek behind the curtain. Peek behind the curtain. Uh, so that he has his younger brother David, who may be an attorney, draft up a breakup contract where if he hangs out with his flock of dude friends, a series of Increasing consequences occur, like they don't get to play fantasy football anymore, and they don't get to play fantasy baseball anymore. Which I'm very offended, because fantasy baseball shit, yeah. fantasy football, I enjoy. Come on, two get, when do you even set your roster? There's never a day when they're not playing baseball. I know, and it's like a nine-month fucking sport. Yeah. You start, you start fantasy baseball, you're playing from like February to November. 16 baseball games a year. That's what Daniel says. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for Cut him down. Cut him down. Uh, he goes on a bad date. This yes. happens shortly after he breaks up. He needs something to do. So he tells his co-worker, this uh, woman he works with who is in love with his friend with a bunch of jokes that never go anywhere. She has a friend for Adam to date. So he goes on a date. It's bad. Uh, he goes and hangs out with a guy he went to high school with called Butler, who sucks. Yep. Uh, he There's a girl he works with named Beth who he does like, and she sees that he's writing a sports blog and appreciates it. Eventually, <laughs> she sends it out. I think that happens later in the movie, but it doesn't matter. He wants to hang out with his dude friends because he's lonely, but he can't because that would be gay. Or And break the contract. It would break the contract. Mm-hmm. It would both be gay and break the contract, according to the logic of this movie. Yeah. Uh, he. They have many, many scenes, every single scene, where they act like he broke up with his friends, which is like he broke up with a romantic relationship with a woman, which is a joke just... The, the movie posits this is enough of a joke that they don't have to follow this up with anything. Well, they cycle through several tropes of like, okay, guys, what happens when people break up? Oh, you beg to get back together. You have breakup sex. You do all these terrible things. And He never ate a pint of ice cream on the couch while watching romance movies. Probably cut yeah. that out of the movie because it was did. so hilarious. He could have watched I Love You, Man and ate a pint of mint chocolate chip. Well, fortunately, they left in the scene where he's just reading a book and sends a text message. Yeah, and then yeah. he sends a... Yeah, continue, Jake. <laughs> we're, we're like 75% of this movie already. He has a secret meeting with his friends because he doesn't want his brother to find out. His brother finds out and has some of the consequences happen. Uh, including now the brother's bachelor party is, is a, a Jack, Jack and Jill, and Jill party. party. Because there's no way men and women can have fun in the same room mm-hmm. together without sex being involved, I assume. Yeah, yeah, clearly. And this movie shows that as proof because later they have a Jack and Jill party and nobody has any fun. That seems like a weird consequence to have in the movie when they're like, we're having a Jack and Jill party, and everyone's like, oh no, and the Jack and Jill party happens, and they're like, never mind, not Jack and Jill party anymore, 30 seconds into that scene. Uh, His brother, who he's living with, and his brother's fiance, his brother's like, we can't have sex when you're here, so you have to not be home tonight. So Adam goes out with the shitty guy Butler, um, who... 
Is in a really, actually, really bizarre scene because he hangs out with Butler, who does drugs, and hangs out with a bunch of shitty finance guys. Uh, he has he's mean. Butler's mean to him. This Butler also says, "Hey, my friend over there works for Yahoo, and he would love to have you work as a writer at his business." And that Yahoo guy seems like a piece of shit, and the conversation never happens. But then later in the movie, they're like, oh, I work for Yahoo now. As a freelance oh, yeah. writer. I did not put that together. So <laughs> I didn't catch that that was a Yahoo guy. Also, yeah. to be fair, as someone who has been a freelance writer, you don't really need to talk to anyone at Yahoo to be a freelance writer mm-hmm. for Yahoo. You just send them a thing until they say, yes, here's 50 bucks. Oh. So I don't know why he's in finance and also is a guy who can determine who writes for yahoo that's a good question oh yeah i don't know also he hangs out with models and they all split up the tab in a silly way where adam has to pay all of it yeah um this movie does a lot of things where at the end of a scene they like tell it there's like a joke or what should be a punchline and then the scene just abruptly ends and cuts to someplace later well and it also cuts to someplace later where someone's on the phone explaining the joke you just saw yeah that also happens. they said <laughs> Wait, so that guy was just masturbating? It was like a good one. Yeah. It was like a classic. Yeah. That guy's masturbating. Who's Cut to. Oh, wait, he was masturbating? I liked that part. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, he goes out with Butler. We see later he's at work and everybody loves his blog that's so great. Uh, his boss, played by Mark Marin in a kind of thankless role, says, Your blog's great. I love it. You're fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he begs to be fired and then basically quits. They have the Jack and Jill party where no one has any fun because boys and girls shouldn't hang out. But it doesn't matter because the fiance is so cool. She's like, all the girls, we're going to go out and party and all the boys are going to have strippers over. But the strippers actually turn out to be prostitutes and they don't want to have sex with them. So the scene ends. <laughs> uh, so we cut to the no one's there anymore. Now that it's guy just... leaves his brother's bachelor's yeah. party. <laughs> yeah. They say, come on, guys, let's get out of here. And then they cut to a scene without the brother. <laughs> without the cast. Without the brother or anyone else who was at that bachelor party. Adam wants to unbreak up with his friends, but they've all moved on and have girlfriends and have at least one hobby each. Dancing, having a promotion at work. Barrett doesn't really have any character. He's going back to school. He wants oh, to be yeah, a professor. He wants to get his he master's. Wants, he wants to be a professor so he can date rape all of those young college women. Mm-hmm. He makes that pretty obvious. Yes, yeah. it's terrible. Does he say what he wants to be a professor of or what he's studying? T- schoolery. Van Wilderism. <laughs> <laughs> Book having. Um... Cut to some number of times some time passes. Two years. <laughs> Basically. They're at the wedding. Everyone's cool now. Uh, Adam works for Yahoo. Uh, he meets Ray Liotta named Uncle Roe, who seems like Uncle he's Uncle Reed. Gonna, Uncle Reed. I wrote down Uncle Roe. Uncle Reed. Uh, who seems like he's going to give him a revelation about the story and does not. I literally thought it was going to be the what, sage advice. Seemed like it was mm-hmm. going to be. It kind of was. Was it? That he yeah. was having sex with his mom? He was like, when life gives you lemons, you make lemon candy. When but- you finish a chapter of life, you don't close the book and throw it away. This is my Ray Liotta impression. <laughs> it's really you good. keep reading. You turn the page. And it's not the same chapter. It's different. But it's still the same book. So why are you throwing the book away, Adam? Daniel, I wanted to let you know right now, this impression you're doing is so good, I feel like I'm playing baseball in Iowa. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hey, it's me, a good fella. <laughs> Uh-oh, guys, we got the mafia in this, this podcast. <laughs> Everyone be cool. It's me, Ray Liotta. <laughs> Somebody here is wearing four wires. <laughs> uh 
he goes to the goes back into the wedding and Mario Lopez, who is his ex girlfriend's new beau, says, I'll drive you and your friends in a van to where the girl that you works at your office is at a party so you can tell her you love her and the end. And yep. he does that and they love each other and they smooch and the movie's over. Yay! Yeah. Jacob! Oh, well, then they get back on another barcicle, and they show the URL for the barcicle. Mm-hmm. Barcicle? Barcicle. 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 Barnacle Bill. Yeah, Barnacle Bill. But they get on the Barnacle Bill, and you see barnaclebillscouponrental.com on the side of it. forward slash uh, re- reservations. Yeah. Dot FAQ. As seen in the movie Flock of Dudes. Working title in parentheses. <laughs> That's how they got that thing for free, I bet. Yeah. It has to be, because this is like the, clearly the most money they spent on this, aside from maybe Ray Liotta's check. Yeah. Um, this movie is seems exceedingly cheap, and a lot of the scenes seem like they just run out of money in the scene. <laughs> uh, while watching it, it became very clear that the logistics of getting celebrities in the same room together was one of the main plot constraints of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like, oh, this actor? Oh, he just disappears from this scene. Yeah. Okay, next. <laughs> the is like, I have to go now. Bye. Runs away. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the three tests, because I think this is a good movie to start the conversation with that. Cool, let's do it. Uh, the first one we talked about is the Bechdel-Wallace test. Are there two female characters in this movie? Yes. yes. Can either can you guys, as a table, name their character names without looking at your notes? I can no. name I didn't take notes. The, uh, the woman from New Girl's Name, Beth. Yes. Mm-hmm. The woman from Big Bang Theory is named... I'm pulling this out of thin air, but I'm saying Melissa. Don't look at me. I don't remember anyone's name. I don't even remember Hilary Duff's character's name. Hilary Duff's character's name is Hilary Duff. Played by Hillary Duff. Yeah. No, she has she's she not, has a character she, name. She yeah, she does not play herself. She's not Mario Lopez, aka AC. Oh Slayer. Catherine. Catherine is oh, his yeah. ex girlfriend. That's Catherine's right. girlfriend. Well done. Mm-hmm. Karen and I together. Yes. Together you did it. We form Voltron. Do they do any of the four or five female characters ever talk to each other? No, they don't. Sadly they don't. I don't think so. I'm trying to pull something out of my ass here. I'm usually pretty good at that. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. The scene where they come closest is when he goes on his bad date. And after she spends the night and they have (laughs) very complicated sex. Tiger butt. Yeah. 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 And she is making breakfast in the kitchen. And Hilary Duff sees her and is like, get her out of here. Someone else do it. But they don't speak directly. She just speaks about her from a distance. Uh, I would say that also interesting, the office they work in, multiple characters work in the same office. Two of those characters are women. They are never even, I think, in the same scene together. Mm-mm. They probably correct. work next to each other based on the logistics of the small office they're all in. Well, lacrosse doesn't have too many people working in that for that league. Oh, just to be clear, Adam works for the National Lacrosse League in an office in a cubicle. It's not really. It's like, it's like Moneyball. He does Moneyball things. Lacrosse ball. Yeah, lacrosse. Yeah, money, money net stick. Yeah. It's totally unclear what he does there. Yeah, no, why we don't why is lacrosse know. a thing in this movie? The two women never talk to each other. If they did talk to each other, it would just be about Adam. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, there was a lot of awful slut shaming going on, and just this oh, movie. Oh, so many scenes. Yeah, this movie was not good for the empowerment of women by any means. But it is a movie called Flock of Dudes. So <laughs> well, I feel empowered as a dude. I also didn't in a think flock. it was particularly. You should feel ashamed. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't think it was particularly empowering for dudes. No, no, I definitely it was not. wasn't. Like I see myself in these young lads. I hope. Yeah, not. no, it was not empowering for anyone who watched it. I mean. <laughs> I drink like those guys, but... I have a, I have a follow-up question, but I want to go yeah. through the rest of this test before I yeah, ask it. Yeah, hit us. Hit us, All right, Jacob. the next one is the racial Bechdel test. Mm. Are there two characters played by people of color who are not monsters all of Warcraft, but actually human beings? Yes. yes. <sighs> there are surprisingly little monsters all of Warcraft in this movie. For, for our <laughs> podcast, that's a surprise. <laughs> uh, do two of them ever talk to each other? Barely. I Not still, really. I'm still saying no. I still don't think there was a yeah. time that the two actors of color were on the screen at the same time having a conversation. It was only when Kumail Nanjiani's character addressed the whole group, which happened to contain Eric, Eric Andre, Andre in yeah. the group. But there was no conversation between two people of color at and, all. And then they were just talking about Chris D'Elia's character, which I think is the yes. second part. The, of the yeah, test. the next part is: do they talk about something other than a white character? There's also. No. Other people of color who have no lines, or yeah, Hannibal or Eric Andre is definitely dating a black woman that they did not want to pay more money, so they gave her no lines. Mm-hmm. Same with his ex girlfriend Catherine is Asian, and her parents are in a scene, but and they didn't want to pay them any money either, so they gave them no lines. His dad's her dad says okay. Okay, there you go. Hey, pass the test. <laughs> Put it up on the big board. I remember uh, that. Wait, who does he say okay? So he to, says though? okay to Catherine. Oh, but I don't about, know about Adam too. Yeah, I mean, it's about, it's about Adam. the guy. Uh, and then the final test is the Van Wilder. No, I'm sorry, I cannot remember the name of it. It is the question as to whether is there a noticeable LGBTQ character in this movie? No, this whole no. movie is about gay panic, like across the board. Everybody yeah. is afraid that they'll be gay, or the joke is that they are acting gay. Uh, it is the... Or they can't be friends who... The Vito Russo test. Share an emotional bond without being gay. Yeah, it's definitely a men uh, cannot express intimacy with other men, and that is the joke. Uh, and women are there to exist beside men and or be weird prostitute forward slash strippers that weirded me out. Yeah, that's... Yeah. So I was going to also say, like... If you are somebody who are, is hearing this podcast and think that, like, hey, that joke can kind of work for me sometimes, they make it about a hundred times. So even if you thought it was funny the first time, they they there's nothing here to to grab onto. Oh yeah, I don't think that joke in and of itself would offend me. Uh, it's just one, it's not told well, and two, it's told a million times. Yeah, it's, it's bad. The only joke. Uh, my question after showing these kind of failures here is. Is there any characters you guys thought came out of this movie seeming like a good person? Hillary Duff. I don't know. <laughs> what did she do that was bad? She she no, she didn't really do anything that was bad, I don't think. She was definitely upset that there was a woman with a tiger butt in her kitchen. But if you were waking up one morning and you saw a woman with no pants and underwear in your kitchen making breakfast and you're like, Who is that? You'd be you'd be weirded out. Yeah. I mean I wouldn't be disgusted because it was a nice butt, but it she, she was yeah. she, she was disgusted. What about the background info you get about her character, which is that she's holding out 
sex from her fiance oh, for yeah. some reason that's not really very well explained. She said they say that she's nervous because Chris D'Elia will hear them through the walls. They say that, but then he spends the night out of town, or yeah. out, out oh, and yeah. they still don't have sex, and I, then they come back on that. That doesn't really bother me, because it's a pretty standard like sitcom trope of the, like, we're newlyweds, we're not going to have sex, or we're almost married, let's just not have sex until the I've wedding day to make it special. I've never heard that either. I don't think that it's a thing people in real life, real life do, thing. but I think it's a very common thing on, on his, sitcoms. His ex-girlfriend kind of comes across okay. She's yeah, pretty she's reasonable fine. with how they... But I'm like, but, are any of the main characters even a little bit likable? Any of the dudes? Well, no. Eric Andre. No. I think Eric, I think Eric yeah, Andre is okay. Yeah. Eric Andre is pretty inoffensive this entire movie. He's weird yeah. and gross, but like as a joke, and it's better than the like not, weird rapey vibes you get from just about every other guy in this well, movie. Mm-hmm. And he's not weird and gross in a gross way. Like He doesn't no. really do anything gross in this movie. He just he's naked. Weird. He does the silence of the lamb's pose and the beer sickle. That was almost funny. Did I miss that? Yeah. yeah. Rewind it. Watch it again. <laughs> Did he do the, would you fuck me? No, oh, you just me. see him. He's just doing, his, like, his... I'm doing the hands out. Yeah. Penis yeah. behind my legs. I'm new recording this podcast yeah. for the listener. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing the science It's very of the warm in here. We all have to get naked. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how it works. Uh, yeah, it's hard to, like, even get a grip on this movie. But why don't we go around the horn and say one great thing you noticed about this movie? Karen, do you want to start us off? Uh, one great thing I noticed about what this movie. What was your favorite movie? scene? <laughs> well, I don't think I have a favorite scene, but one thing I liked about this movie that was that it was set, a lot of it was set by the beach. Um, I, <laughs> I Very like, scenic. I like the beachy waves. I don't know. It's it's calming in an otherwise awful and dumbass <laughs> film. It's just terrible. It's a bad film. I chose a bad movie. Well, on purpose. That's the point. It is. <laughs> I've been choosing good films this entire time. You blew it. <laughs> Warcraft, A+. Let's talk about BFG, it. BFG, yeah. triple A+. Plus. All pluses. BFG, triple X. I like that a lot of my favorite comedians were saying mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Their moving images mm-hmm. had words coming out of them, their mouths in front of me. Uh, I enjoyed that. And I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time defending this movie. Any character that you're supposed to laugh at or sympathize with is a cartoon character that has mm-hmm. inconsistent demands and wants mm-hmm. and is just flipping all over the place. And anyone who is a significant other or not one of those cartoon characters is a shrew or yeah. barely even a person. Just someone that is whose sole purpose is to be mad at the main characters. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, I guess I like that I think it was trying to describe a lifestyle that, like, exists now to a certain extent. Like, I don't feel like... Millennials, am I right, fellas? It's kind of like a millennials, am I right? I mean, we're making jokes about how the kickball league was a lot like Daniel's kickball league. Uh, oh, I, I related to these characters. No, I guess for sure. I should say that no, much. For sure. And like, I've definitely been the guy who's been out at the bar with people I've just met being like Jaeger bombs, and then someone's like, "You're joking, right? You're you're still a child." That's me, Jaeger bombs. Yeah. Like that has happened to me, probably in the past seventy-two hours After this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's like they're they're trying to describe something that I think exists that didn't exist twenty years ago. I just don't think they do it well. Yeah. And they're real weird about whether or not the thing that they're trying to describe is objectively or, uh, I guess, good or bad. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? And they can't seem to come to terms with it. 
Yeah. You know, they make the joke, you're going to be too hungover for kickball, right? Because you're an idiot, asshole, loser, lame guy. Mm -hmm. And then two two scenes later, she's like, I'm so hungover for kickball. The same woman. And it's just like, so what are you trying to say, movie? Maybe... As he's getting better from her being in his life, she's getting shittier from him. Sure. He's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. There, the one thing I, I I like nothing about this movie. Um, I would say we were talking about where this would fit in our pantheon in terms of quality-wise, and it's very close to, if not the bottom. One thing I, I do want to point out to the listener, who probably will never see this movie and don't go see it, uh, it is very unclear what the let's say genre of this movie is the movie starts with him breaking up with his friends and plays a lot of jokes and energy is spent in this movie. Like, well, he needs to expand his life beyond his small friend group. And then at the end of the movie, they basically are like, uh, it's a rom-com that, that girl, the girl, they like each other at the end. Like Mm -hmm. there's no setup for any sort of romance and no real effort is put into making him, have a romance with this character he works with, uh, Beth. But like it, the the movie couldn't decide whether it was about, and then ended. Like, yeah, they go on one and a half dates. He's like, "I'd like to be your one and only," and she says, eh, "It makes me a little uncomfortable." And mm-hmm. then he's like, "Well, you're dumb." Then until the very end of the movie, where he randomly shows up on out of the blue and says. But I love you, and you love me, and then they smooch, and that's the end of the, the, end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that he says, oh, all you wanted was space, so I gave it to you, but here I am now, uninvited to your party, and you're supposed to love me now, because I guess the space I gave you was enough by my standards? I've, it was just... Yeah. Yeah, I've stalked you to your party with all my friends in a van, and I'm sneaking out of my younger brother's wedding to be here. Also, Mario Lopez is down there. So come with me? I'm not actually clear where the next step of that plan was. He smooches her and then they go back to his brother's wedding? Yeah. Who knows? They'll get on a bar cycle? It cuts to Skylar Aston on the phone saying and that guy was masturbating? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, Jeff Ross is in it for two seconds and he's masturbating. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let's explain that. There's a guy masturbating. Yeah, there's a guy masturbating. That's kind of funny. A lot of things that were kind of funny. Nothing that was actually funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, what consequence exists in this movie that you did not want to happen to the main characters? Oh, I wish he died. <laughs> well, but there's, there's no thing where they're like, and if we don't do blah, 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 then that means that blah, blah, blah will happen. Like, that doesn't exist in the whole movie. That Jack and Jill party, though? Oh, my God. Yeah, no. I'd they, rather die. They, uh, they, 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 they stop Jeez. playing fantasy football. And that no, <laughs> God damn, <laughs> guys. Let me tell you, as someone who was in three fantasy football leagues last season that all unended in the off season, it was a bitch and a half getting one going. Did you win? <sighs> no, I'm dead. Still last. going. Oh it's yeah, that's going. right. I'm pretty. Oh. I'm pretty in the. Last. I'm in a fantasy football league. How oh, are you doing, how are you doing? Yeah. I haven't checked my page in a really long Uh-oh. time. Oh, mm-hmm. you are. You yeah. are You're the person winning. people are frustrated with. I know, but I'm people gonna are... make up for it. 
people are playing you and they're like, hmm, why is she starting Eddie Lacey? He got injured 10 weeks ago. I never got why people got mad at that because I've pulled that move in fantasy football team and people start posting a bunch of mean stuff on the well, bulletin like, board. Well, the thing is, these these um, gals that I'm in the league with, they, they started the first, our first meeting, they told a story about how, um, how, one, how one of their husbands was in a fantasy football league and he just let it go. For the whole time without checking, and then he won. So yeah, I'm just taking that and running <laughs> with it. Of gals. That does Flock happen. Of gals. It is a game of prognostication. <laughs> Listeners, how are you doing in your fantasy football league? Right on in. Thirdxaviors at gmail.com. I'm not in a fantasy football league, and I don't like them. They're fine. Don't write me about them. It's fine. It's D&D for normal people. What? But I like D&D for me people. <laughs> I want to talk about the movie again, and I want to say that I just wish that they... I don't know. One thing that I did not like was how the um, the value that they placed on women, it's like either you're a valuable, like, chaste woman who is marriage material, or you're like a total slut who should be ashamed of herself and her cute butt and her cute black t-shirt. And I'm just like, oh my god, why are they like... Why are they shaming this... Why are they portraying this gal in such a negative light when she comes prepared with condoms for a night of sex? Like, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, there was really only... Of the female characters, there were only the women that were like, yeah, you should marry that one. Uh, And they were Catherine and Hilary Duff... And probably Beth. And probably Brett Gelman's wife. And probably Brett Gelman's, uh, not wife, who's a, was a woman she he's dating that happened to have a child. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Uh, and then there was, other than that, there was actress who uh, likes sex way too much. Gross. And prostitutes. Yeah. And, and the one character who was like... I want to fuck this guy, but he's not calling me back. I'm going to talk about it over and over Yeah, again. the desperate gal. And it's just like, come yeah. on, there's more... Just like there's more to men than this flock of dudes portrays. There's way more to women, too. Come uh, on, guys, uh, come on. That's some sad news for you, Karen. That's about it. No! <laughs> no! Get me out of here! I'm, I'm different. <laughs> Let's play Halo. Let's watch Family Guy. <laughs> Girls. Well... <laughs> We're just flock of dudes with, with fifth edition. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like, sorry guys, you break this contract, no more fantasy football. We just be like, we break this contract. Your character's dead. Your character loses two levels. Ah! <laughs> I there this movie has so many regressive things in it that it feels to me like it was written by a bad sitcom writer which probably was like 20 years ago and was put in a vault it's like Mm -hmm. gay panic joke this all the men love to bang hot babes all the women who want to bang dudes are gross it's like the most regressive women only want to date men to get married yeah and only want to have sex to have babies oh god the condom break oh yeah condom break joke it's, oh, the date rape joke. The date uh, rape joke. Yeah. yeah. It's just terrible all across the board. Which it, is but the thing it's is, good that we picked it. I also looked this guy up, and he's like a writer for like shit. That like shit that we like. Name one thing he like. We did. <sighs> he writes for the, like the Nikki Glazer show. I don't know. The show that's, that's probably good. That's about that's about like sexual fetishes and shit. Okay. Uh, you know, who knows how this got made? No, totally. Like, and you know, this thing is packed to the gills with comedians I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is a premise 
that's fine. Like, there's nothing great about it, but, like, the idea of, hey, these guys need to grow up. That's every Seth Rogen movie, the good yeah. ones and the bad ones. Yeah, that's I mean, fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People have delivered on this. If Judd Apatow had made this ten years ago, people would have seen it in fucking droves. I think this was written in the, like, Judd Apatow, Ryan Reynolds, Dane Cook cinema yeah, like, era, like 2002. Oh, I was yeah. thinking, like... Yeah, I'd say even earlier. It's the one where they're all cooks. Yeah. Cooks. They show each other their testicles. Oh, waiting? Yes. Yes. I was thinking it Never was like it. knocked out 40-year-old virgin era. 40-year-old virgin is more like more together about sexual politics oh, than this no, was. no, totally. Mm-hmm. I think this is a bad version of that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I, yeah, because there is nothing in this movie. I mean, it's a Dan Cook version of that. Yeah. <laughs> there, This movie, for being coming out, I think this, this year. This year, August 2016 feels like it fell out of a time capsule of a bad comedy and all the bad stuff that would come from like late 90s early 2000 movies where you'd watch this now and go like oh no i can't believe that this was funny when i was in junior high yeah i can't even think of a movie like that but they're out look at you austin powers sure yeah yeah, there we go or bill and ted use some very uncouth words (laughs) did it they sure do oh god i have to watch it again just wait adventure or bogus journey uh the first one yeah sorry they they drop a hard f yeah, like, like, and not the like good not one. The fuck. No. Yeah. Wait, the what one. is the hard F? The Fags. fag. Yeah, oh. because it's the it's early a, 80s, yeah. late that's, 80s. That's bad. They, well, yeah, they hug day. each other and then call, call each other fags. That's basically uh, this movie. They just don't say fags because that would not be yeah, appropriate. They yeah. say homo. They do. Do they, do they say mm-hmm. no But homo? then someone goes, that's homophobic. Yeah. So they at least call it a how... Who knows? Oh, I, I, I think it's totally unintelligible because every joke in this movie feels like it was a placeholder for where someone should put in an actual joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also due to like how it was actually made, where you got a handful of very successful and famous comedians... Like shuffling them around, I wouldn't be surprised if this thing got like torn up in the production process and like fuck it, we're just gonna film whatever. There's a few speeches that seem totally improvised. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish they had just improvised the whole thing. I'm funnier. sure it would be funnier. Yeah, I've I- seen improvised stuff. That's funny. Oh, also, which one of you told me that this was shot in 18 days? Me. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, this movie was shot in 18 days. How did they get those California raisin costumes in 18 days? Where did oh, they get I mean, those from? Those would have been made before shooting began. Oh, okay. So they would have gotten their hands. They were in yeah. those costumes as a group costume. I was gonna, just going to say, they're in California. They just go to the raisins and ask for oh, them. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that, about living in California. Oh, they're on tour. Oh, man. You're going to have to wait till they get back. Yeah, I mean, there's just, this movie's awful. Um, it's not funny. The, it's not funny, and at times it's either offensive or uncomfortable. Or both. Or both. It wouldn't be funny if I was drunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing There's nothing here. <laughs> it's like, you know, during the Depression, people were going, driving to the West Coast, trying to find jobs, going past old desiccated towns where no one lives anymore, and so it's like, keep going. There's <laughs> nothing for you here. <laughs> yeah, it was, there's nothing in this movie till the very end. Nothing. It also uh, totally took away all the mystique of a work kickball league, which I thought, <laughs> up until this movie, could have been fun. Oh, Michael, that was not a work kickball league. I was watching how they were playing, and they were breaking all sorts of rules. You got people kicking the ball in front of the plate. Are you fucking kidding God me? damn it. No, no umpire? Why are you even playing? Yeah, yeah they're a bunch of slobs. Somebody bunted. That's even a point. Yeah. No mm-hmm. Well, look. Ladies can bunt. Men can't. 
Daniel. Unless you're up by nine points. Look, I don't make the rules. It's not my fault. Daniel. (laughs) Underdog kickball league is sexist. We also, when the credits rolled, we started chanting bloops, 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 because we were hoping there'd be bloopers. There aren't. Don't even wait for the credits. (sighs) Yeah. Although at the end, they do find one of the Infinity Stones, (laughs) and they briefly show Thanos collecting it from uh, Hannibal Burris. (laughs) And then it says, says, Adam will return in Avengers 3. We should try and fix this movie. All right, let's, let's talk about it. where the third act starts. I've written it down. Would you like me to read my yes. notes? Yeah, I don't remember how this movie I goes might. anymore. Will right. you synopsize it again? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to read you my notes in lightning quick style. Okay. Two years later, Too David quick. Cage, breakup, contract, oh, no, goes no, out bed. Butler sucks. He links bad. Blah, blah. Okay, act three. He goes to his friends and says, let's unbreak up. And they say, no dice, fella. We actually have a good life now. Yeah. He's yeah. very sad and he's quit his job. And I guess bought a house that never comes up again. He's like, I got fired, and also had to spend two thousand dollars paying for bottle service at a club. And then, but the I scene, bought a house for us. Yeah, the scene after that is like, hey, I put a down payment on, down on a house. Make up your mind, movie. Yeah, well, and uh, we can now make up our own minds for this movie when we write a third act. Get so, ready. Back in fifteen minutes, but not for you guys. Maybe not even for us. What yeah. do you okay. mean? Well, for them, it's going to be like in two or three seconds. Yeah, for them, it'll be. And we're back. JR. Triple Alex. We. Taz. T A S. We are going to do our third act pitches. All right, let's all count off some numbers. Four. Three. Five. Two. Roll that die and see if any of those four numbers come up. One and six is re-roll. Two. Two. That was me, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. All right so, uh, oh, I could have got a D4. Yeah, you should have. Get it out. Oh, Go get it. Start over. <laughs> Daniel. Get set me up with where this um, third act starts. All right, so uh, him and his pals were at a bachelor party, and they say, "You know what?" Or after they had just been reunited they after being broken up, and party. it feels so good. And they say, "This bachelor party sucks. Let's get out of here." And so they wander down the street, and he says, "You know what? I miss you guys. We should get back together." And they say, "Nah, man, we got families. We're doing pretty well. So thanks, but no thanks." Okay, so he's meeting his friends. They're walking down the street. He gives this thing. He says, "Hey, guys." I really miss all of you and my flock of dudes. Uh, I really want us to hang out again. And look at these keys. I just bought a new bus for us to all hang out and drive around in. We don't have to all... We can all carpool now. They're like, nah, man. Uh, Let's say Barrett. It's like, nah, man. We've all moved on. We've got girlfriends now. We have hobbies, except for me. (laughs) Other stuff's going on. I'm a professor going to be. Adam turns away depressed. Just then, there's a flash. Downtown LA is vaporized in the atomic blast. <laughs> oh no! We see Roe at a park, turn. watching his children's play, children play on the swings. He's immediately destroyed into a skeleton, <laughs> and a, a mushroom cloud arises over Does Los Pussy Angeles. Pop survive? Six months later, Adam drives the chaos van through the hellscape of New Angeles. He leads his gang of the final last order of chaos kids or flock. <laughs> we see a montage of his life. He's battling raiders and mutants in the desert. Uh, he's giving f- water to those two strippers who are now mutant strippers. 
Uh, she's <laughs> mutant prostitute strippers. Yeah. Please prostitute take strippers. Uh, we see that freed from society's oppressions, he has found his true self. He's gay. He's honest. He tells some jokes that are kind of funny. <laughs> he travels in his chaos van with the flock to downtown Los Angeles, where he confronts Butler, who's now only known as Conspirus at his death base. <laughs> He tells Conspirus, your reign of terror is over, Conspirus. Let the children go. Conspirus leans down from the, uh, I don't know, the balcony and says, never! The flock enter battle in the chaos van. The machine guns blast, rockets firing, destroying the Conspirus and his evil horde of villains forever. Yay! Well, hold on, I have to interrupt you. Yeah. Now that they're a fighting squad, do they have like some distinguishing fighting characteristics? Absolutely. Ooh. Can you Tell describe us. them? Yeah. There's Eric Andre's character, who's yeah. the martial artist. There's sure, uh, his younger brother, David, who has scythes for arms. <laughs> uh, like his arms got cut off and now he has scythes for forearms. Yeah, but, like at, but like at the shoulder. Yeah, like at the shoulder. Oh, he's got not, at the uh, floor, not at the elbow? <laughs> no, he's like sort of a playing mantis guy now. Yeah. Uh, Who's the third guy? Barrett. Uh, Barrett. He has a gun arm, like Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> Barrett, he has a gun arm. Um, oh, shoot, I can't remember. Uh, uh, Roe. No, the, the Beardo guy, who's character. Brett Gelman. Brett Gelman. He's now just a head on a robotic spider with flamethrowers <laughs> coming out of the bottom. Well, he really made out like a man. Uh, Roe was destroyed at the park earlier, so he's Pop, just a skeleton. He's a skeleton. Uh, Pussy Pop is now a thousand feet tall and towers <laughs> over the city of Neo Angeles. He's uh, he's chained up in Conspirus's tower, but set free. Mm. They fight Conspirus, and Conspirus dies and lets the children free. Uh, Adam rides off in his chaos van with his harem of dudes for to be seen next time in Flock of Dudes Two. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I call that the Neo LA ending. I love the LA. Thank you. Excuse me. I loved it. All right. Oh, excuse me. I want some more of it. <laughs> Karen, give Serve us one more thing. Uh, Karen, you're number one. Michael, you're number two. Daniel, you're number three. Roll that die. Number, number one. one. Karen, you're up Karen. to number four. All right. Woo, 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 woo. So my ending goes like this. Um, that guy, what's Chris Daly's? Adam. Adam, the main character. Yeah. Adam's friends don't want to be his fr- don't want to be friends with him anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty sad, but he reaches out to his brother, and his brother decides, okay, well, I'm going to dump my fiance. <laughs> um, you dumped. <laughs> she, my she brother needs me. Bros before hoes is what he said. Literally, my bro this time. <laughs> and then he, Adam and Skylar Aston's character decide to David. run off. David. Adam and David decide to run off to Washington or Colorado or wherever and yeah. start an Airbnb and weed shop business. Hell yeah. And... So after that, they just, they're out of the scene, they're out of the picture, they're run away, run away, and Hilary Duff's character is pretty sad. Um, she's, she's heartbroken, and she mm. ends up at a bar where Butler happens to be. Mm. The evil Butler. Uh-oh, guys. <laughs> so I'm feeling uncomfortable with this she, one. She runs into Butler, but for whatever reason, sparks fly, and it might be because of the cocaine they're doing. I don't know. But oh. sparks fly as she shares her frustrations, and, um... She has an idea, actually. She has an idea to start an app where men can just find other men to be friends with and just cool friends. Grinder. 
<laughs> Finder. And I so many cool new friends. And <laughs> we're loving hanging out. They're all two feet away from me. Interrupting. <laughs> this flock of dudes is interrupting me as I try to give my Sorry. story. We were inspired by that movie. But so the um so the app that she comes up with is this app where a bunch of dudes, you know, they can just find friends guy friends to be friends with and butler likes this idea because you know he's kind of a lonely guy too and he doesn't want to hang out with his jerky finance friends anymore and get stuck with a two thousand dollar bill so he decides to fund hillary duff's character's app project and a cool thing about this app is that the that women actually introduce these men to each other Mm -hmm. and so hillary duff gets all the other women in the film and she kind of shares her ideas with them and they're like oh that's actually sounds like a good idea that sounds like a like something my you know boyfriend or whatever could benefit from and so they all these women just support her in her in her project of building this app and butler is just this guy that funds it without expecting any sex in return (laughs) but just (laughs) uses the app too and is happy and they all live happily ever after and david and adam just have an airbnb in colorado or washington and Sell pot and uh, beautiful. That's it. That sounds better for them. Oh, and it's called a- it's called Name That App. That's, mm. that's the title of the movie. <laughs> and listeners, you can submit what you'd like the app to be called. I don't know what that app would be called. Yeah, well, what's us. what's the name of your ending? Name that app. Yeah, the ending. The move. The movie's new title is Name That App. Because Pl- I don't know. Platonder. Platonder. Platon. Oh, I like that. I like Finder. Finder. That's Frinder. a good one, too. Like Grindr. Friender. 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 <laughs> Are you ready? It already exists. It's called meetup.com. What? Damn it. Oh. Wah, wah. That's just people that want to go hiking. That's yeah. fair. Well, I didn't we're know that. Like, team. We're starting we're start, start a bowling group. But do women introduce it's the true. men? It's true. No. No. So that's a cool yeah. new idea where women like introduce that. the men to become friends with each other. Is it like the thing when you get a new cat and you have to put the other one in the... <laughs> Yeah. You're like, great. yeah, well, you like right, All right, Tim, smell this shirt. This is Davey. It's all right. It's yeah. okay, Tim. He likes fantasy football, too. <laughs> You're really interested in what's on the other side of that door, buddy. Don't worry. All right, time to meet. Don't worry. He drafts tight ends in the seventh round. You'll be oh, all right. He's rubbing his butt on the door. That's a good sign. <laughs> All right. Just don't talk about video games. He likes shoot 'em up games. And you like them RPGs. <laughs> um, I like the. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. I'll fund your app, and I do not expect sex. In it. <laughs> I just expect some of the proceeds because I am a respectful venture capitalist. Well, maybe at his job, he's a cool guy, and he just sucks when he's out with his friends. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Guy. Butler. I want to believe that Butler, inside that awful character, there's some, <laughs> there could be some good in it. So I don't know. He's just feeling the pressure of toxic masculinity, and he's, he just needs to get out of that headspace. If he survived into Neo LA and didn't become conspirous, this would be such an easier <laughs> solution for him. All right, Daniel. Aussies are even. Aussies. Aussies. Here So Adam is. Uh, he's upset. He's just been dumped by his friends, even though he wanted to get better. And also, he quit his job, and also, he just blew all his money on bottle service and buying a stupid house that he's not going to use, and he yeah. totally freaking wigs out, and he gets in his 
uh, taxi shit, driver ending. He gets in his little tiny white Toyota Corolla that's like nineteen or it's it's very old. It's a very old car, and he just takes <laughs> off into the desert. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And he goes out there and he finds some peyote and he <laughs> eats it. And he goes on a week long vision quest, oh. wandering around the the wastes of Eastern California, just thinking to himself, wondering things, thinking thoughts coming up with ideas but one day he sees a vision it's a tiger instead of the sunrise it's a beautiful tiger rising rising over the horizon and says, oh what a mistake i've made also we didn't exactly clarify this during the podcast no. the girl that he goes on a bad date with has a tattoo of a tiger on her butt and they talk about how it looks like the tiger's like doing stuff it's doing like stuff to your wiener tiger's you... face is her butt yeah like yeah, the, or yeah. Her butthole is her the tiger's mouth or something. Sorry. Except yeah. the tattoo would not actually look like that because then, like the butt cheeks, would have to be the lips, yeah, like which jowls. means the the ti- yeah. tiger would have to be Bigger. like yeah. horizontal on her butt. Michael's like doing some hand motions like that the listener can't see, but he is explaining thoroughly. Uh, what you, I'm, do, you know exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Tiger's mouth don't open vertically, guys. <laughs> it's a tiger with a cleft palate. It should have been an ant. <laughs> tiger with a cleft palate <laughs> with the mandibles on the butt cheeks. Yeah, although I do want to amend Deanna. I just want to add a note. I'm sorry. I, no, no, please, no, please. Notes are open, we're open uh, to notes. Can he possibly see that tiger vision on the face of the moon? Yes. Oh. Okay, yes. Hey. Sorry. During the middle of the night, the sun goes away. Bad vision, bad vision. Do over. The, the moon comes out and he oh. says, oh my God, a beautiful tiger face. I've had love at my hands this entire time. Mm-hmm. And he drives back to Los Angeles where he looks at that girl that he went on a terrible date with. And should be easy. She gave him his head, her headshot. Yeah. He oh, actually information's right there. Yeah. He digs that up out of his finding his folders and findings and whatnot yeah. and looks <laughs> her up and calls her up and they hang out again. But this time sober and they actually really enjoy each other. Oh. Sure. She likes to party, but so does he. Mm-hmm. She likes sex, but so does mm-hmm. he. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things that he liked as a cool party guy, she also likes and starts That's to true. think maybe this is a flock worth pursuing. Not of dudes, a flock of people, a flock of of equals a flock Yay. of love <laughs> a murder of love so he uh he teams up with her they actually really enjoy like each other for dating someone <laughs> team up sure why not <laughs> here's my sidekicks <laughs> and then she says i i've really enjoyed getting to know you over the past few weeks but there's something you should know when we had sex earlier the condom did break i am pregnant and he goes you know what we're gonna make it work. Whatever, like uh, you flock of babies. If you want to have flock this, of if you want to have this baby, then so do I. And she says, "Let's do it. We're doing this." And he he says, "You know who I should call my old friends." And he meets up with them again, but something's off when he meets them. They seem so obsessed. Are they with aliens? fantasy football and goings ons and just normal human concerns that Adam has lost ever since his vision quest? He's got greater <laughs> things in his mind. He, in fact, over the course of their beers, he becomes disgusted with them, slaps all their drinks out of their hands, and leaves. <laughs> he says, No more. He walks out into the rain. Then his cell phone rings. I'm, I'm not going to get into details, otherwise, it'll be too sad. A bus hit <laughs> Uh, oh my god, you know, you're gonna make me cry with your ending? His cell phone rings. His girlfriend slash mother of his daughter has died in a tragic car accident. No! Oh yes. No! 
sorry, very sad. His hair begins falling out. He starts totally losing it. He, he moves into a garage. You see him soldering things together, putting oh, them no. together as classical music plays. He's totally wigging it. He's wearing glasses now. What's going on? You see him go to the courthouse where he submits papers to change his name, but you only see the first name, Steve. Steve, what does Steve mean? What could that possibly be? He finally unveils his creation that he's been making. Well, it's the Apple computer. <laughs> he's been <laughs> making Apple computers in his garage this whole time, channeling cha- channeling his hatred for his friends into the unacceptance of imperfections and his love of his wife into the love of product design. Was that gal's name Apple? We'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. Whoa. Okay, continue. So, he basically lives out his life becoming more and more successful and richer and richer. Mm -hmm. And then, at the end, it shows him in the top of his tower, Apple headquarters, a gigantic skyscraper in Los Angeles. (laughs) Him looking out, rain-spattered windows, and he looks looks down upon his old friends. He sees them going into a bar and slapping each other on his back, and he says, fools. He drives to the graveyard where he visits the gra- the tombstone of his wife and unborn daughter. The first thing says, you know, whenever to whenever, here lies Apple. <laughs> and then next to her, and her unborn daughter, Siri. <laughs> Cut to black. <laughs> Steve Jobs oh, untold. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, Eddie. I did not know Adam had that in him. Yeah. What do you uh, call that ending? Steve Jobs Untold. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yay. I love that ending. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that's so good. Did not yeah. know this was a real true story. <sighs> yeah. Well, my, my, my ending is not that master opus, but I will tell you anyway. Please. Uh, so they're at the bachelor party, and they're like, this bachelor party is lame. These women want to have sex with us, not just take their clothes off. I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so they leave, and they're wandering around the city. And then, uh, you know, he's like, I bought a house. And they're like, but I don't like this. Well, then he also says, I also signed us up for a bar cycle race tomorrow. I need all of you to show up. (laughs) And they're like, a bar cycle race? Sunday morning? We have Home Depots to attend. (laughs) We need to go to Bed Bath & Beyond to find towels for our hand washings. They got new chromed knobs in. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, but bar cycle racing. I expect you all to be there tomorrow. Fantasy football be damned. Unfortunately, no one arrives, and he's forced to <laughs> pedal, to pedal, pedal a bar away. cycle all by himself. <laughs> oh, no. And he comes in third, but he's oh, beaten. Whoa. That, guy's, that guy's ripped. <laughs> but he's beaten by all of the women in the film who have uh, apparently been in this bar cycle race all along. And he says, excuse me, Beth. Woman from the movie and other women from the movie who Michael can't remember their names. Mm-hmm. How is it that you've come to be in this bar cycle race? And they say, What, you dummy? You just go to meetup.com forward slash frenzies <laughs> and then you just start looking for things you want to do. And I met all these wonderful gals on a bar cycle group. And he's like, Huh. And so he goes, he, and, he, and you know, we see a montage of him trying different things. He goes to a pottery class, mm-hmm. takes some improv lessons, but he's not very funny, so that doesn't really work. Yeah, that would not work for him. Uh, he, he goes, he's the most boring guy ever. He goes uh, to a book club, and they're eating like Lovely Bones, and he's like, this is nice. It's a little derivative, I suppose. Uh, and then he, he finally ends up in a da- 
dance class. And he's like, this is funsies. What type but of it dance? it turns out, modern, for sure. Ooh. Okay. Modern dance, for sure. But it turns out, all of his frenzies have also joined meetup.com <gasps> and are in this dance class. Damn! Cut to six months later. Yeah. They're the at, of Neil Ellen. They're at the wedding. They're at his little brother's wedding, and his little brother's freaking out. And Adam was like, "Yo, bro, take a chill pill, have a little bit of whiskey. Let's take it. Take, let's take this down a notch." And he gives him a heartwarming speech about love and commitment mm-hmm. and plies and quarter turns <laughs> and some jazz hands and some grapevines. And he was Ooh. like, "That grapevine metaphor really got me. You're right. Marriage is like crossing your legs and then clapping on the fourth beat. That is <laughs> like a grapevine. One, two, three. Oh yeah, Daniel, you idiot! Come on, you don't know know anything. You're not marriage material, Daniel. Uh, And he's like, obviously, you'd never go to bed angry, and you clap on the fourth beat. Mm -hmm. That is accurate, and that proves to the audience that Adam has matured and is ready for a relationship. But first. He Aww. and the other friends need to have a, a, what's it called, when a flash mob at the wedding, which they um. dance to Toto's Nothing's uh. Gonna Stop Us. No, it's not Toto. Shit. The one from Mannequin 1. And, and nothing gonna uh. stop us. Yeah. And then everyone's like, <laughs> and then the entire credits is like 10 minutes of goof much. Yeah. Oh, that's what mine was missing. Oh. So I'm calling it the blooper ending. <laughs> the bloops ending. I just had a vision as you were talking about this of like a Flags of Our Fathers Letters from Iwo Jima version where there's flock of dudes and flock of gals and we see the same story from both, <laughs> both sides. Both sides. Oh, shit. The, the, the female version of this where like all the guys are just drunk idiots the whole time. And the ladies are having cool intellectual conversations and eating delicious food. That's just basically the television show Coupling, by the way. I don't know that oh, show. I had a friend that tried to make me watch that. It's good. It's like British Friends. <laughs> it was except, Michael. Except all the men except all the men drink beer and talk about boobs. I don't know. We we'll talk and, about boobs now. And all the women drink wine and talk about dicks. <laughs> uh, the only thing I remember from that show is someone opens one of the female characters bedside dresser drawer which contains a dildo and like the drawer just keeps pulling out and getting longer and longer and the dildo keeps getting longer well Well, they don't show the dildo dildo. the assumption is the dildo is filling the drawer yeah oh Oh, we forgot to mention the basket of dildos that appeared in this movie Uh, no payoff for that well you got flock of dudes flock of gals basket of dildos yeah sure not as good as the other ones. No, that's, you know, they're just trying to cash in at that point. Also, I feel like that basket of dildos would have been a lot of money. Yeah. It seemed like expensive yeah. dildos. Yeah. How did uh, Brett Gelman just... afford them dildos when he never had a promotion? Before? I mean, he might be like the CEO of Apple, for all we know. It's not really clear. Obviously, he's not. We already know that the CEO of Apple was born from this movie. Yeah, right. Thank Chris you. Delia. Vice president. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's Steve Wozniak. <laughs> you think he's the Woz? <laughs> Well, guys, uh, Jacob. Yeah. What are we watching next week? All right. I had to think about this. Or next Fortnite. I always do that. Yeah. We got to talk about Fortnite. We're going to watch next Fortnite. Wait, what is a Fortnite? That's two weeks. Two weeks. Um, That's our special term for the bi month. Bi- okay. Every bi- two monthly. weeks. Semi monthly. Semi monthly and bi weekly. Deciding on Fortnite ways, we couldn't solve this. Semi monthly. 
also works. Semi-monthly. Every other week we could also Is say. that the strict definition of Fortnite, too? I've never looked it up, but it's I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah. We looked okay. it up for, to solve just this problem. Okay. I had okay. a thermodynamics teacher that would always say, well, velocity could be measured in furlongs per fortnight. Why not? <laughs> Furlongs? That sounds like a dumb professor. Also, he was, I feel he was like smart. Also, that's I a feel good like, band name. That's a sick ass band name. Yay! Dumb professor? No, furlongs <laughs> no. by Fortnite. Yeah. Oh yeah, furlongs per Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally into it. FPF. Mm-hmm. Woo, girl. Woo-hoo. We just sing songs. We just sing songs about. I don't know. Furlongs and Fortnite. Any songs that we've ever sung on this podcast by furlongs per Fortnite. So furry. And We're gonna watch more dogs. War Dogs. War Dogs. War Dogs. Tell what? me what War Dogs is, Jacob. War Dogs is that movie with Miles Teller and Judah Friedland oh, based no. on a true story where they are, <laughs> they are military contractors in the Middle East, and it's by the Wolfpack guy himself, the guy who oh, made those hangover movies. Yeah, I know oh. that. Now I know what you're talking about, and I also say, oh no, but seconds too late. Let's hear it. Oh no! <laughs> It's a Kool-Aid man. Go away. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, goodbye. We're too old for you. Oh, okay. I'm too old for you. Oh, yeah, I love you some Kool-Aid. <laughs> Thank you. This is what I sound like. I don't talk much. Love goodbye. Ya. Oh, no. Uh, Jacob. Goodbye, Kool-Aid man. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. We love you. As love the opposite you. of Jerry Maguire's, you had me at hello. I would like to say you killed me at Miles Teller. You don't like Miles Teller? No, I don't. Oh. Well, oh. I'll enjoy Whiplash. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, All right, yeah, well, yeah, you're going to yeah. watch him. And uh, Judah, what's his face? Or Ju- Wait, Judah, no. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill? You said Judah Friedlander. I did. Yeah, who guy. is the guy with the funny hats in 30 Rock. But oh, you're okay. right. That's hey, okay. I saw him live. He sucked. Oh, he was really? awful in live. Well, All everyone right. has an off night. No, he was bad. He was real bad. He was like, his jokes were offensive bad. No. Well... Sorry, dude. But yeah, we're going to watch War Dogs. Uh, expect that to be out fortnightly. I'm just trying to figure out. I think this episode will be dropping in March. So. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Happy y'all. St. Patrick's Day. I'm 32. Uh, oh, happy birthday. Oh, March is my no. brother's birthday month. Happy birthday, Joe. Happy birthday, Joe. Happy birthday, Joe. Happy, happy birthday, bir- Mike. Oh, thank you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Joe. Mike's and Joe's. Uh, I'm going to go this, starting on my right. Daniel, do you have anything you want to promote around March times? Nope. <laughs> Michael, uh, do you have anything you want to promote around March times? Uh, Daniel and I have probably just watched the movie Logan. Oh. And we will be talking about it on the Sidekicks podcast. Pew, 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 if that movie does not end up getting pushed back, which is possible, but unlikely at this point. Yeah. I listened to your Doctor Strange episode, which at the time of this recording was the most recent one. I thought it was great. Thank, Thank you. you. Your guest was really funny. I don't know if she was on uh, previous episodes. Caroline is actually our new co-host. Yeah. Good. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. She's fantastic. Karen, do you have anything you'd want to promote around March times? In March, um, I would just like to promote the springtime, I yeah, suppose. Sure. Um, I don't I, know. If you're a rabbit, <laughs> get fucking. I'm going to... Uh... Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. I also want to promote um, probably the law firm that I'm working at. Helios. Oh, what's the name of your law firm? The law firm's name is Helios Law Group. Actually, Jacob and I work together. Oh, we do? Yeah, we're what lawyers. Do we do there? We're lawyers and we do law stuff, so... What do you do there? I do criminal law. I um, I do criminal defense, but I also do a, a few other things, too. And what's your email address if somebody wanted to email you some criminal law questions that is schedule with you yeah that's karen hernandez at helioslaw.net and um yep i do criminal defense traffic tickets duis um misdemeanors hit me up 
So I also do other stuff, too. As for myself, I also work at that same law firm, but send your stuff to Karen this time. Uh, and I'm going to do a double promotion also with Karen, again, for the Decades podcast. I don't know what episode will be coming out around March times, but it's really fun to do it. Uh, we talk a lot about some really interesting movies that nobody's ever seen or nobody will have seen till they listen to our podcast and see why they should see them. And uh, if you like what we do here... You should listen to that. But also, if you like what we do here, subscribe, tell your friends, give us five stars. If you don't like what we say, send us an email, send us a tweet. Uh, you can email us at thirdactsaviors at gmail.com or send us you, a Michael. tweet at thirdactsaviors. I have a freaky guilt complex, so if you send anything bad, it'll really hit me pretty hard, guys. <laughs> and I don't. It will. We'll hear all about it. Um, I have a calloused heart. I know that no one's going to say anything bad about my first time on this podcast. So. No, that's, that's begging for it. No, <laughs> no. I'm going to make a few Twitter accounts I and talk shit now. I know that I was the most awesome one on this Ooh, one. Oh, no. I was the funniest. Come on. I had the best sure. voice. Yeah, we, we're going to put... I got the best voice! <laughs> 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 Rate us on our... Check out our Twitter poll, who has the best voice, as yeah. well as the Twitter poll, who has the best ending for this Karen's episode. Karen's new Snapchat filter will be available soon. <laughs> I have the best voice. Yeah. Uh, if you waggle your eyebrows. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't. I can only. I mean, they're very slowly waggling all the way up and all the way down. Can you do one and then the other? I can only do my right. Yeah, right. St- right, right. Stunning radio. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the kinds of conversations that I spark. Oh yeah, uh, episode over. The end. Bye. Bay. My Just mom's podcast is not funny. No, not it's intentionally. Okay. To be I feel, fair, this pod- I feel to nervous. Be fair, this podcast isn't very funny either. No. Uh, hey, Big Ape Clock gave us real hell of a shout. Yeah. yeah, Big Ape Clock loves us. Big Ape Clock. That's Alex. It's Alex.